This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. This probably won't surprise you, but to me, it just seems wrong. There is no word in the English language called thrival. And I I found the word in the Urban Dictionary, but that doesn't mean anything. And if you go and look in the dictionary, you can find the word survive, which of course is is the verb for the continuing to live. And then there's survival, which is the noun, which is the act of surviving. And then there's a verb, thrive, which means to to prosper or flourish, but there is no noun, there is no thrival, there is no act of thriving. I think there's two types of contact centers in the world. There's contact centers that survive and contact centers that thrive. Which one are you? I mean, without even a definition, which one category do you think that you fit in? I, I think I've been in well over a thousand contact centers over the course of my career. And that's just a reflection of the fact that I'm a dinosaur, uh, not that I've been on some massive airplane uh, path over the last five years. I've just been doing this for a very long time and have been in just a ton of contact centers. And I'm convinced that 75% of them are, are survive contact centers. And I don't know where you perceive you are, but just to give you an example, some of the some of the attributes of a of a survival or survive contact center is they usually say two things or there's two things going on. The first one is is that they say that they have no time. They just don't have any time. I, I cannot tell you as a vendor the number of times I've been in to talk to somebody about, hey, here's something you can do that could change the course of your contact center. Um, and they'll say, well, we just we don't we don't we don't have any we don't have any time. Either A, we don't have the the frontline time to teach them or the supervisor time for them to be taught or I don't even have the time to look at it. We, we just don't have, any, we don't have any time. And the second thing is, is that a survival contact center usually is one that's, that's constantly losing people. And w- when I say losing people, not that they're not planning for people to turn over and that isn't something that's in every center or that if you're a thriving center, you don't lose people, but they're, they're losing people rather than they know who's going, when they're going, and it's a part of the, just a part of the equation and an expectation. They're, they're just a little bit, they're, they're, they're not ahead, they're behind when it comes to losing people. But the way I like to describe it is it's, it's like a, a, a slow leak in a boat. Everybody knows that the boat is leaking, and we've got somebody that's responsible for, for making sure that the water gets out of the boat, but we're not actually fixing the boat. I think the attributes of a, of a thriving contact center is, is quite simply one that's pursuing excellence. I think that's the best definition of a contact center that's 
that's thriving. And they have a plan to get better. And that's different than a process to follow because every contact center has a process to follow, whether it's a good process or a bad process. Everybody's got a process of the way they do things. But, but thriving means that you've got a plan to get better. I was in the wedding business for 10 years and, and we, would, we would pursue excellence. And, and quite frankly, we were pursuing perfection because we really had no choice. We were doing a wedding. It was one time, one shot, literally one 20 minute wedding ceremony and then a, a two or three hour reception. There was only one shot at it. So, so we had to pursue perfection and achieve perfection uh, amongst uh, a whole bunch of crazy vendors and um, crazy brides and, and nutty relatives and, and you know technology that didn't work and guests that didn't show up. And it was just a, it, it was just a nightmare. But, but within the throes of what that was, we pursued excellence and achieved it quite a bit. And I think somebody said that that's a definition of it, that if you pursue excellence, you know, you, you might hit extraordinary every once in a while by pursuing excellence or pursuing perfection. Well, welcome to Podcast 88. And today I want to talk to you about two contact center superpowers that I think can allow you to be a contact center that thrives all the time and not just survives. So the moment I talk about superpowers, you immediately think of superheroes. And I'll let you put in your own superheroes, but, but when you think of a superhero and a superhero walks into the room, there's a couple of things that are just pretty obvious about that superhero. One, they're boldly confident. Boldly confident. You can just feel it that they're confident. It doesn't mean it's not hard for them or that, that they don't fail, but they're, they're just confident. The second thing is, is that they change people's lives. They're in the business of, of changing people's lives, changing circumstances, changing cities. People are better for being around them. That when people are around superheroes, when they're around them, they're just better for having been there. And they're not just good, they're great. They're not great at everything. And if you follow enough superheroes, they've all got their own trials and tribulations and issues, but they're, they're not just good, they're great. And they're ahead. They're, they're not behind. They're always ahead. And they're constantly measuring themselves against what more that they can do. And they're constantly revealing and finding new and different ways that they can use their superpowers to change people's lives. And there are two types of people that you need to change their lives. One is your customers, and the second is the people that work for you, the front line, the supervisors, the leaders. And you want to have a contact center that thrives and that has this kind of superhero personality. This is the kind of contact center you want, ones that changes lives and is boldly confident and makes a difference. It's also the type of BPO you want when you're out searching for a BPO. But superheroes have superpowers. So how can you be a superhero in the contact center without having superpowers? Well, you can't be, you need them. 
So there are two superpowers that you need in order to have a thriving contact center. Those superpowers are coaching and time. If you have the power of coach, the superpower of coaching and the superpower of time, you can thrive in your contact center. So what are the attributes of a superpower of coaching? Well, first off, what is coaching? Well, coaching is training, it's encouragement, it's giving information, it's reinforcing, it's celebrating, it's counseling, it's connecting, it's renewing, it's listening, it's motivating, it's caring, it's relating, it's coming alongside, it's discipline, it's teamwork, it's being creative, it's teaching, it's bringing mystery, it steps in, it represents, it protects, it plans, and it mourns. And then it's one that has leaders that have their employees' best interest in mind. If you've not listened to one of my podcasts, and if you have, you've heard that for about the hundredth time. Well, that's what coaching is. And you may say, well, man, I, I've got some of those. I don't, I don't have all of those, but I, but I do have some of those. Well, a coaching superpower means that if you've got the coaching superpower, there's a couple of things that are going on in your center that you can readily see and know whether you have this superpower. So the first one is an attribute of, of someone who, of, of an organization that has this superpower is that your competitors are stealing your leaders. You see, you're an organization that builds strong leaders that know how to coach and everybody wants them. And whether they're competitors in your industry or whether they're the competitors um, that work in your local area, they're stealing your supervisors. They're stealing your workforce management. They're stealing your QM people. They're, they're stealing them because, because your leadership, your programs, your process, your plan, your thriving in the area of coaching is so much so that other people are stealing them. Are people stealing your leaders? If you've ever listened to one of my former podcasts, I talk a lot about roses, daisies, and weeds. And, 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 and the ultimate definition is, is that when your roses, when, when, when your weeds are better than everybody else's roses, that's when you know you're happening. When the worst people that you have in your organization are better than your competitor's best people, then you know you're happening. Are people stealing your leaders, your managers, your supervisors, your team leads? Number two is leaders are constantly getting filled up and better as coaches. Not once every six months, not once a year, but they're constantly getting filled up. It's a little bit like weightlifting. You've ever done any sort of weight training. If you weight train and you're doing a bench press, let's say, or a curl, and, and you can bench press 10 pounds or you can curl 10 pounds, and three months later, you're still at 10 pounds, well, you're really good at it, man. You're a weightlifter and you're, you're, you're lifting weights, but, but, but you're not getting any better. And in order to get better with weights, you have to keep increasing the weight. And you say, well, wait a minute. I've, I've got this one under control. I'm pretty strong here. Well, no, the concept in weightlifting is to get stronger. And yes, there's some point at which you're so strong, you can't open a mustard jar, but, but you get the point. You're constantly getting better. And it also happens at least three times a week, sometimes five, six times a week. Are your leaders and coaches, are, are they getting better? Are, are, are you filling them up? Are, are they learning? Are they 
Do you have a good assessment of where their skills are and you're constantly working on them and they're constantly working on them and they recognize and, and understand the fact that they have to continually get better? Another one is, is that bad coaching, it, it's not accepted and, and it's not tolerated. Do you, do you tolerate bad coaching? Do you, do you have folks on your team that, that, that don't coach very well and you know they don't coach very well and, and we're not working to make them, make them better? Well, how do you know that? Well, you know that because you because you're doing pulse checks and you're, you're, you're connecting with your employees and you're, you're evaluating their, their performance and you're, you're making sure that you know on a regular basis what's going on and what sort, of, what sort of coaching they're doing. And I'm not just talking simply about performance because it also is, is in their ability to be able to listen and their ability to be able to come alongside and their ability to be able to connect and relate to, to what's going on with, with the front line. And if you've got people that are working at home, it's even more of an issue because now not only do I need to be able to do all these things, but I also have to be able to do these remotely. I have to have the skills and tools necessarily to do these remotely. Is bad coaching accepted or maybe it's not accepted because no one would ever say, but is it tolerated? Is it going on? An attribute of having a superpower of coaching is coaching is the first response to every problem and every opportunity that you have in your center. Let's coach on that. Let's use our coaching to change this about our organization. Let's use this coaching to change this about this particular employee. Let's use coaching to coach a coach on how they can get better so that they can have an impact on other people. Is, it the, is coaching the first prob, solution that you look to to every problem and every opportunity? Or is coaching something that happens once a week or once every two weeks for a certain amount of time, usually the poor performers, but not to, the, not to the people that are really doing well. An attribute of a superpower in coaching is everyone is a coach. Your front line is coaching because they're, they're doing peer-to-peer -peer recognition and they're mentoring and they're helping out. Your executives are coaching because they're connected to your center and they're pouring into the people in your center. Your training organization are coaches. They're not just simply training when they stop or training at the front end because your training throughout your organization embraces, embraces training and coaching throughout the, throughout the entire life of somebody in your center because you never stop training and training, training works throughout your organization and in every area. And your customers are coaching. And maybe one of the most significant coaches you have is that your customers are coaching your frontline employees because you've got a robust customer experience program in place and the data that your customers have to say, their scores and their words are the first thing that your reps are seeing on a day in and day out basis because customer words change behavior. Customers, customers feedback helps change behavior. Customers Feedback provides the cornerstone to allow your reps to know how they're doing and it validates all the coaching that's going on from the people that they're, their employees, the people that they go to lunch with, the QM person that they hang out with on the weekends. The customer is the validation of what's going on and why they need to improve and why they need to get better. The second superpower that you need to have in order to have a thriving contact center is the superpower of time. When we look at time, there's really three components that we're looking at. First up is lining up the people to be in their seats at the right time. And then, of course, that also could be the, the tech. But this is workforce management. You have to have a superpower of being great at workforce management. Second is the, is the 
customer connection or the people calls. And yes, that also could be chat and it also could be tech calls, but it really is that AHT component of time, the actual transaction itself. And then the third component of time is the length of time that people are with you. What are the attributes of superpower time in a contact center? Well, first up is that it's a crucial part of your culture. In order to have the superpower of time, you have to be maniacal about time, which means that everyone in your organization understands what a call center minute is, and they understand what the importance of them being in their seats when they're supposed to be in their seats is. They understand Erlang's. And if you've ever heard me talk about a call center minute, put 10 people in a room, and if one person one person shows up late for the meeting, that means that nine people are waiting for the 10th person. And so those nine people, for every minute they wait, you're waiting nine minutes, 18 minutes, 27 minutes, and on down the line. So if somebody's three minutes late, we've just wasted 27 minutes. And that's 27 minutes, that, that, that's, that's call center time. And that, that culture that first off, your, your people in your organization, they understand everything associated with time down to Erlang so that they really understand what's going on. The second thing is, is that everything runs off time, which means that meetings start at 9.03 and end at 9.17. Or when, when a leader is going to a meeting, you see leaders running to their meeting to make sure that they're on time. And when you when you you stop a meeting and you start it back up again, you're aware of the call center minutes. So people are running to make sure that they're in their seats on time. So so time is a part of your culture. Second attribute of somebody that has superpowers when it comes to time is is that you're completely confident in your workforce management. You are boldly confident that they're doing what they need to do, and, and you trust them. You trust workforce management to create a program that works for you. But not only do you trust it, but you actually run your business and your budget off of that workforce management. So often I'll run into contact centers that, that, that they know what they're supposed to do, but they don't have the budget to do it. So they, they know what they're supposed to do, but they don't ever actually make it. So they're constantly in survival mode because they just don't have enough resources to actually get it done and they haven't changed their processes or created a new plan to allow them to actually work off of their workforce management. And workforce management is one of the best employee satisfaction solutions you have because you're building schedules and opportunity that match up with the people that work for you. And so people are, are excited about their schedule or the opportunity of their different schedules that might allow them to fit into your organization that their life can fit into their work so that they can work for you and have an opportunity to work for you. And this is certainly a plus when it comes to people that are working at home and part-time part -time people. The next one is that you pursue AHT with reckless abandon, which means that you have a stated purpose to work on AHT and to find different ways and different components to, to allow you to be successful and to reduce AHT across the board. And you do this because this is really the, this is really where we take the two superpowers and we put them together. The superpower of coaching and the superpower of time. And when we put those two components, those two superpowers together, together, what we get is the ability to make time. 
we often go to clients or prospects that are, whether they're in the survival mode or whether they're in the thrive mode or think they're in the thrive mode, and we'll say to them, listen, why don't you let us help you make time? Give us one of your supervisory groups, 15 people, give us one minute per day per person for eight weeks, which is 15 people, 15 minutes a day times five days is 75 minutes times eight weeks is 600 minutes, which when you break it down, that ends up being 10 hours times $20. It's gonna cost you $200. I'm asking you to invest $200 and you tell us what your problems are. You tell us what your challenges are or give us a couple and then over a month, we'll learn what the challenges are of these 15 people and we'll make time for you. Now, depending on what the problem is, there's many different ways that you can make time with the superpower. One of the ways that you make time is, is that by, by focusing on call skills area, focusing on uh, areas that they don't understand about your business, which means more training, more coaching, more reinforcement, more renewing of ideas, more reminding, more quizzing, we can make someone better and have a better understanding of a particular area and with that, I can reduce their AHT, which makes time for you because now all of a sudden this person is able to do it more successfully. If we're trying to encourage them or motivate them or connect them to their peers or connect them to their, to, uh, their leader or connect them to your company or connect them to your customers by delivering more data to them in that area, what we do is, is they may, they may, they may and, and obviously connecting them through pulse checks, we, we, we know that they want to be a, around longer because they're enjoying their job more, which means they might stay with you longer, which reduces attrition, which means we make time. Our technology in particular also will do a lot of the coaching for you and the reminding and the, and the, the quizzing and the, and the checking and the reinforcement. And so you're able to get more coaching done, even though your people aren't actually doing any coaching. Your supervisors can learn more and gain more skills about how they're able to do their job, which makes them more effective or more efficient in their coaching, which means that, that they can coach on different things in different areas, which allows us to make time. When we merge the two superpowers together of coaching and time, and we have the ability to make time, it can have dramatic impact on your organization. It can change the performance of your center. It can change the lives of your frontline employees. It can change their success. It can change their tenure. It can change their legacy. It can change their home life. It can change your business. It can change your customer's experience. It can change your NPS. It can change your CSAT. It can change your attrition. And if you're the leader, it might change your job. It might change your salary. It might change your bonus. Are you a center that survives or a center that thrives? Would you really like to be someone that can thrival? In order to be successful, you need two superpowers, coaching and time. I tell you every single solitary week that you can be a great leader. And hopefully these podcasts are moving you down the path to being a great leader. But it takes a lot of hard work and effort 
and it takes focus. Maybe some of my past podcasts will help you focus better. And it also requires you to bring somebody alongside you. Have you found a mentor yet? Are you a mentor to somebody else? If not, you should be. If you're an organization that thrives, I want to talk to you. I want to learn more from you so that I can turn around and share it with other people. Tell me about it. If you're an organization that survives or wants to get out of the survival mode, give me a call as well. It's been great to talk to you this week. I love contact centers. I love contact center people. I'm so glad that we're doing this together. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.